0: All right. Uh, joining me today on the uh, Big Breakfast Show podcast, uh, getting to know, is the uh, media liaison for the uh, Saskatchewan Search and Rescue, Dustin Breers. Uh, hi there, Dustin. How are you?
1: Hi. Good morning. I'm good. Thanks first, for having me.
0: First of all, boy, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast, uh, Dustin. I've got quite a few things to uh, to get through here, and I know you're the guy to uh, to discuss this with. I just feel that uh, search and rescue in the province is uh, is very important as it is clear across every other province when somebody goes missing but i've got uh, quite a list of things to uh, to talk about first of all i guess can we talk a little bit about extremes and i i mean the extremes as in uh, cold conditions wind chill values and uh, things like that that come into play when you guys decide to uh, to hit the field or the area
1: yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, in Saskatchewan, we live in a world of extremes when it comes to the weather and and our search teams across the province are uh, deployed, you know, rain, snow, sleet, shine, minus 50 degree wind chill. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're, these are volunteers and they're available 24-7, 365 days a year to respond to these types of um, uh, emergencies. And obviously, you know, this winter has been particularly interesting in Saskatchewan because we've had um, a number of storms where people have ended up stranded on the roads. We've had extreme temperatures down into the minus 50 wind chills in some parts, and uh, it definitely can can cause an emergency if you're not adequately prepared for it.
0: Now, uh, can you walk us through, I guess, the uh, procedure, Dustin, from the time you guys get notification that, that uh, someone is in need of help Is that uh, directed through the RCMP towards you? And and what's your protocol and how is that handled from your end?
1: So how it it works in the province is if someone is reported missing, uh, that typically always finds its way to the RCMP. And we call uh, the police agencies um, the authority-having jurisdiction. Now, in some of the cities like Saskatoon and Regina, they have uh, municipal forces, which they would be the authority-having jurisdiction. But when they receive that call, they do their initial investigation and uh, find out the details and exactly what's going on. And if they feel it's warranted, they will activate the search and rescue teams. And what happens is uh, they put a call into the Prince Albert uh, Dispatch Centre through um, um, the regular channels. And they dispatch out our teams just uh, as a fire call or an EMS call. Uh, we get um, a text page and we put together Uh, the closest three or four chapters able to respond and our volunteers are on the road within uh, a certain time and off to the emergency.
0: And I would assume that a meeting location is decided at this point as to uh, where everybody is going to, you know, meet up and start the process then?
1: Yeah, so each chapter, you know, the particular chapter that I'm a member of Parkland Search and Rescue out of Yorkton um, we will within our own little group set a, a meeting point and then we'll head out as a team and on the way to the the scene we 'll receive further information from uh, the r c m p or saskatchewan public safety agency and uh they'll dictate where we meet um you know give us some details on what the task is who we 're looking for, and uh also request any particular gear so our our teams around the the province are one hundred percent volunteer based and one hundred percent Fundraising based. We do not receive uh, government funds or money, um, you know, as the other emergency services uh, do through various channels in the province. So our teams are are totally fundraising based. The difference is we're expected to be uh, professionally equipped and professionally trained. So uh, the members that are responding to these scenes are trained to a CSA standard. You know, uh, here in Yorkton we have um, a command post that we will pull out to the emergency as well as other chapters in the province are similarly equipped and when we show up um you know the rcmp and the other authorities have the confidence knowing that they are getting a professional well-trained well-equipped search team uh, to come help with uh, the situation
0: wow that's uh, that's hard to believe that you guys don't have any funding on that uh, how do you guys go about that do you guys have some various programs that you put on throughout the course of the year to raise the funds and can anybody donate at any given time dustin
1: Absolutely. We, we are the fourth emergency response in, in the province. You know, there's the typical fire, EMS and police, but then search and rescue is kind of the, the, the background group that will, will come and coordinate and run these searches um, under the direction of the RCMP. So when we go out looking for fundraising opportunities, businesses, people are, are pretty generous and willing to give because they understand the importance of such a service in the province. We've partnered with um, some local businesses who, you know, we can count on annually for donation. Um, Rural municipalities, there's uh, some municipalities that are willing to uh, donate on an as-needed basis. So... It's, um, it's a lot of work to fundraise, but we do have good reception within the province. And in terms of can you donate at any time? Absolutely. We have, uh, 20 plus chapters, um, sparkled around the province and, uh, every single one of them would be happy to accept donation of either financial or, um, you know, equipment. If, if a business wants to purchase some GPS units for the chapter, they can certainly go out and do that and the chapter would welcome them with open arms.
0: You had mentioned earlier there, Dustin, that you're part of a team and, and have been out on these search and rescues. Um, I always like to take the high road. Now, the feeling of finding somebody and having them treated by, uh, say, a paramedics, if they're on hand, which I'm assuming they are, or somebody who's going to be able to uh, to make sure they're doing okay, the feeling that the team experiences when this happens has got to be rewarding in so many ways.
1: It is, and when I say professionally trained, you know, most of our members on the chapters, uh, well, it is a requirement that they have first aid CPR, but they're also trained to a medical first responder level in a lot of cases, as well as, you know, the, the paramedics of the world, the firefighters, the police officers, they're part of these chapters as well on a volunteer basis, um, you know, just to, to give back to their community. And so these teams that are coming out are very well-skilled and well-equipped. And when you do have... Um, a search you know in the search and rescue world we consider a search successful if the subject is found they may be found alive they may be found deceased but at the end of the day they they are found which does bring closure to families or or celebration to families if it's if it's in a positive way but it is definitely a team environment and if you do have a a successful search where the person is truly rescued and returned back to their family in a healthy state it is uh, incredibly rewarding
0: Now, uh, having said that, I guess, uh, as far as going forward with this, uh, some of the do's and don'ts as far as people who uh, are out there at at difficult times, I know the old standard, stay with your vehicle, but at the end of the day, um, what are some inside insights that you may have that the average person doesn't think about?
1: You know, you, you hit the nail on the head with stay with your vehicle um, you know, this goes for both summer and winter. So in Saskatchewan in the past few weeks, we've had um, blizzards, we've had extreme cold, we've had some very, very um, harsh conditions when it comes to survival. So if you do get stuck or run out of gas or or some situation that causes you not to be able to drive anymore, it may even just be bad roads, stay with your vehicle. Um, make sure the tailpipe is clear and just don't leave because that, When we go out on a search, we are always looking for evidence um, to find your last known point, and that's where the search fans out from. So if your last known point is your vehicle and you're still in it, that makes for a successful search. If you go walking, um, especially if you don't know where you are, chances of getting disoriented or turned around uh, become great, and that makes um, survival much more difficult and finding you uh, much more difficult as well. We actually teach a program to um, uh, school students, and it's called Hug a Tree. And we will go into the classroom of um, small children and, and we'll teach them that if they do get lost in the wilderness, if they're camping on a family camping trip or, or otherwise, to stay put and hug a tree. And the whole point behind that is, is that you're not wandering. Um, if you stay put and and don't move around, the chance of being found is much, much higher than if if we're chasing you through the bush, um, so to speak. So we teach this to grade school children, um, and at the end of the presentation, they leave with a whistle and a survival blanket and a colouring book and some other fun stuff to teach them these concepts. But this is something that is nationwide, and we've embraced it in the province of Saskatchewan and they're taken it to the schools to make sure the kids learn at an early age. Stay put. We'll find you, just stay
0: there. wow, that's a that's a really good point, Dustin, because a uh, a person can end up going in circles, especially when visibility is poor and and you're dealing with bad conditions, maybe uh, you know in the wintertime.
1: That's right, yeah. And uh, you know the wintertime, it's pretty obvious that um, with extreme temperatures that's incredibly dangerous. But summertime can be just as just as treacherous for individuals in the bush if they're unfamiliar with the territory. You run into bugs perhaps you step on a log and break an ankle or or otherwise um you know to survive in the bush in the summer is sometimes just as difficult as um getting lost and surviving in the wintertime so i think the big picture the big message is just always be prepared make sure that people know where you're going and what time that you should be expected to check in make sure you have the appropriate supplies if it's summertime and it's hot you need to have enough water uh, you need to have your medication with you. If it's wintertime and you're in your vehicle, you should have some extra jackets and blankets and maybe a candle and some granola bars and items that could sustain you for 24 hours or more uh, while individuals are are trying to get to you and rescue you. So just, I think the big message is always be prepared. Think ahead and make sure you've got what you need.
0: You know, there's, there's something that I have noticed the past uh, few years. I spend a lot of time out in the country uh, taking uh, pictures and photography and Quite often, I just take note of which uh, range road I'm on or Township Road. And, and it's surprising, Dustin, the amount of times that I'll be pulled over watching a moose or some sort of wildlife on an approach, and a pass, somebody passing by will stop and just make sure I'm okay. And at first, it was kind of like a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you're doing okay or not. But the one gentleman stopped, and he said, you know, he said, one thing I always do is I pull over and see because you never know if the individual is having health issues.
1: That's a great point, and uh, you are right. I mean, in Saskatchewan, we're a pretty friendly bunch, and we look out for one another. And chances are, if it looks out of place, it it is out of place. And if somebody, especially the locals, if they realize a vehicle that they're not familiar with or someone uh, wandering around that they're not familiar with, probably will stop in and just make sure you are okay and know where you are. But, you know, help out your neighbor and make sure that um, you know where your neighbors are going if they're going on a trip if you do see something at a place and you're not comfortable dealing with it by all means call the police and just uh you know that information is key because it could in fact be perhaps a dementia patient or someone who's wandered off and just don't understand where they are and what situation they're in so
0: Exactly. No, good point. Uh okay, one more thing I want to touch on and that's the people who are on these teams we talked briefly about that before but The way I look at this, Dustin, and I could be totally wrong, but the individuals who are volunteering for these search and rescue teams from all these communities across the province, they have got to be cut from a different cloth than everybody else because, I mean, I'm oblivious to all this. And and when I think about people that are on these teams, they have to be similar in so many ways.
1: I like to say that we walk among you because... We do. And you're right. They are cut from a different cloth. I mean, these are people that they have day jobs, you know, and they've got families to support and they they have a regular life to live. And when the call comes in, they drop everything and they go. They dress in their orange clothes and off to the emergency. And and there's been searches that I've personally been on where we get called out and uh, all of a sudden we're spending the night or a couple nights on the search that we were not expecting to do and that's time away from your family uh it's time well spent because you're you're searching for someone's loved one and and hopefully hopefully uh successful in that but at the end of the day they are very special people and they volunteer thousands of hours per year across this province which is um worthy of a pat on the back
0: and perhaps a a donation as well
1: a donation would be great (laughs) yeah
0: for sure (laughs) you know what Dustin this has been great Uh, I just I'm glad you took time today to join me on this podcast and and you were just a bundle of information in more ways than one and I just felt it important to uh, to get this on because uh, we've still got some winter days ahead of us and one never knows but uh, thank you so much for joining me this morning
1: we really appreciate any attention
0: we can bring to Search and Rescue in the province it's uh, much appreciated